Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. I'm Brendan Quinn, here with Nick Baumgartner, here with Austin Meek. There is all kinds of news going on there, boys. A lot of things. Both look terrible. Let's start start off by uh, getting that out of the way for okay, everyone at home. Okay, that is a blatant lie because Austin's I did not, not turn my on. camera on. I look so bad I didn't turn the camera on. So. You know? I mean, you're right. Austin, I got to Austin, I got to tell you, I'm making um, the magic of assumptions <laughs> that I'm pretty sure are based in fact. Look, we have. Two I've, I've seen people in your spot <laughs> right. who are who are dealing with this many things on their beat. So yes, yep. you're uh, you are correct about that. We're hanging in so there, we Norman, man. How are you doing, Brendan? How are you? Doing? Are you talking yeah. to me? Or, I'm fine. I mean, I'm just covering it's basketball. Been, yeah. <laughs> There you go. Just minding my own business, just staying out of your way. <laughs> well, you're back now and you're in it. So let's. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. This um, we are recording this on Tuesday night. Yeah. We were supposed to record this about five hours ago and then all hell broke loose. The Lions uh, making some moves that Nick had to deal with. And uh, Michigan's season finale against Iowa presumed what was their presumed season finale against Iowa was called off, which obviously threw both of you. Uh, kind of for a loop midday and now we're here and no one's quite sure what's next so we got to sort through some things right here guys like it's it this like instant postseason purgatory is pretty much the best way that yeah, <laughs> I yeah. could put this I, it's not an off season because we don't even know what the off season is going to look like and it's it's now just what domino is going to drop next so austin let's let's start with you here to kind of just map out exactly what went down today um i i guess after the press conference on monday when no numbers were revealed we actually got some kind of clarity on exactly what michigan was facing in terms of what it could and couldn't put on the field uh, if it were to play on sunday yeah, if you compare and contrast the way Jim Harbaugh described it on Monday with the way Ward Manuel described it today, it's pretty different pictures because <laughs> when we talked to Jim Harbaugh on Monday, he sounded like it was full speed ahead. You know, somebody asked him, are you fully confident you're going to play this week? And he said, you know, that's our plan. We're going to practice. We're going to get on the plan on Friday and we're going to fly to Iowa City. Uh, he didn't give much indication that, that the game was even in doubt. And then you see the statement today from Ward Manuel saying that they would have had more than 50 players out. And you wonder, like, why did they even think it was possible to play this game to start with? So, you know, clearly Jim Harbaugh has, you know, he's a coach, he's competitive, he wants to play. He's been approaching it really every week with the mindset that until somebody tells him no, they're going to go out there and try to play a football game. 
but today, you know, somebody told him no. They looked at the situation and said, yeah, we can't play. Uh, and, they, you know, Jim Harbaugh has said that he doesn't want to deal with the contract stuff during the season. And as long as they had a game on the schedule, he could he could claim that, hey, we're in the season. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, well, no, no more games on the schedule now. Season's over. Uh, so, yeah, that, that opens the door to a, a whole bunch of things that they had been putting off, but now they have no more excuses to, to put it off any longer. Yeah, I would I would agree with everything there. I think that uh, for clarity's sake, um, I was told whether it was earlier today or last night, I can't remember now, but I think it was that when they got back on Sunday after having to cancel the Ohio State game and they were out there and also I don't know if they were out there in full pads or just shells or what, but I'm not sure what it was. But I, I, either way, I'd heard that the number of available players was less than 40. Um, and then, you know, Ward said today in a statement that they would have been without 50 guys uh, which should provide some clarity to some folks on why they had to cancel the last, you know, last week's game, and then again this week uh, with contact tracing and everything else. I think that got it just never got under control. So it was what it was. But yeah, I mean, you know, that's the thing that happens here all the time is that Harbaugh talks about certain things in a certain way in his own sort of perspective on it. And when he's talking from his own perspective, it's we're trying to play a game. And when you ask him, Jim, how many players do you have? We're trying to play a game. And I'm doing this with my hands. You can't see it on TV, but it's tunnel vision. <laughs> and it's these blinders that are like 50 feet long. And in this scenario, in this situation, and the way Michigan's handled everything with this sort of thing, I I understand how the message can get sort of lost and confusing because you have someone who is just not going to entertain any of the other things that probably need to be involved in these scenarios and discussions. I thought last week, Austin, the talk we had when they had the medical people on there sort of clarified a lot of that, but I'm not sure if everyone understood everything they were saying. But either way, uh, that seemed legitimate. And now, yeah, no, I, I, I was told earlier today that as of now, it doesn't appear that Michigan has any plans to pursue a bowl opportunity uh, obviously, we know everyone's bowl eligible, so I don't know if that would change anything one way or the other. But, you know, again, asked Jim Harbaugh that on Monday. He gave no answer again. So <laughs> it was, you know, you had to go back and sort of. And so you're right, Austin, that's the that's the point. It's in Brendan, too. I mean, you've been following this. Uh, the season is over. If they have a bowl game they're going to try to get into, it's not on the schedule today. It is like it would be in theory. So the concrete season that of scheduled games has ended. There should be no reason going forward now. Signing day is tomorrow. I can understand if you don't want to sit down and hash this thing out tonight. But there's just no more reason to kick this thing down the road any further. We've established this many times now. And, um, you know, we wrote earlier this week, and it was true, that it, it just never seemed likely that, you know, based on things were after the weekend, that this was going to be done before signing day. They're prepared to go into the signing period without a formalized contract for Jim Harbaugh signed. He's saying to everyone that he intends to be here yet. He has not signed anything. And so that's the situation. You, you know, you, it's pretty easy, I think, to sort of read this for what it is. And, you know, they, if they had an agreement that they were comfortable with, it would have been signed. It's not. And we'll see if it gets done. And that's now the thing that everyone's been sort of waiting to see what happens is how long is this going to sort of linger? I mean, I'm kind of, as a, like you said, an onlooker, I'm kind of thankful that it's finally at the, like, let's cut the bullshit. Yeah, it's not cutting time. Moment. Of, I mean, it's, like, it's let's stop acting like this isn't a thing. Let's stop acting right. like it's not the only thing that every single person who's following this is talking about, right. you know, while it's <laughs> preparing for games that never happen right. and just wanting to, I don't even, I don't know if, if it's the the delusion of 
his kind of crazy mindset that allows him to actually think that, or like if he believes that, like, does he really believe that um, we think that nobody there is acting like these contracts aren't like at the top of everyone's mind. Right. I mean, he knows that they're at the top of everyone's mind. Let's just put all that aside now and actually (laughs) come to some answers. I, okay. Right. Like I understand. And I don't, I mean, I guess I do and I don't, cause I'm not him, but Based on every conversation I've ever had with anyone who's ever worked with Jim Harbaugh on a contract, it is a uniform consensus that he will not entertain discussions on this during a season, right? That's just is what it is. And, you know, he's a different guy. I think we've all established that by now. Everyone can see that and everything else. But, like, Brent, to Brendan's point, and this this isn't the only time we sort of deal with stuff like this with him, but he just... It, there are so many times, and Austin and I have talked about this too, like a lot of times Harbaugh's communication is delivered so much better in letter form because he'll answer a question and it's like, what What did you just say? You're talking like a lawyer. You're not talking like someone <laughs> who knows, you know, who has an answer here. And so when someone tells me or says on Monday when he's on there, you know, I've told all these players and recruits and their families that I intend to be here. Well, that doesn't mean... Why don't you have a contract then? Why haven't you signed anything? I'm not talking about that. Are you saying to the players and their parents that you're not talking about that? Or are you telling them something different? And that's where sort of the tension lies because from where I'm sitting, guys, I mean, it looks like Jim Harbaugh could say to everyone and their brother, my plan and my intention is to be here, which is what he said. And then he can come back and say, but they didn't give me a contract that I thought was satisfactory and I'm not there anymore. So they basically told me to go and I didn't lie. And that's what, I, I don't know how we're supposed to read this any other way at this point. So, like, either he wants to be here and he'll sign, or he doesn't and he won't. And the real question is, if he doesn't, you know, whenever they decide to sit down and, and hash this out, whether it be this weekend or earlier or next week or whatever, um, if there isn't resolution immediately after that, then the question now, Austin, it's like, well, how long do you let this wait? And we've talked about that, too. Like, how long do you let this sort of sit and go and you know as we've written all year and these dates have changed a bunch of times because of covid but you know the plan the whole time was to have resolution on this two to three days after the season ended to get it squared away and move forward and you know like if he wants to stall any further if there's no resolution by next week at this time then i'm taking that kind of as then he's he's stalling and you know then that's a separate conversation Yeah, Nick, to your point. So this is what he said this week when he was asked uh, about how many players they would have out for the game. You're in an area of things that are privacy and privacy related Mm -hmm. when you talk about the protocols. There are protocols of COVID. There are protocols of quarantine and injury. Those are private matters. I feel like I'm reading like the fine print on my... (laughs) It's ridiculous. We've heard other coaches (laughs) not do... Like I haven't heard any other coach say things like that. Yeah. Well, you don't hear any coaches say much of what Jim Harbaugh. He's a different guy, right? He's just we've established. That's you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, clearly, clearly, he feels like, especially when he's kind of in game mode, he feels yeah. like he can control the message in a way. And you know, I, I think people from the outside, somebody sometimes feel like, you know, why don't you ask him this? Like, why don't you get an answer to this? It's like it, it doesn't matter often what you ask no. him. Like, unless right. he wants to talk about it, he's not going to talk about it. I did think it was interesting. Really, the only thing that he expounded on at all this week was the question about whether recruits were asking him about his contract status. Mm-hmm. And he did make a point to say, like, yeah, they're asking me about it. I have to tell them something. And I tell them that my plan is to be here and, you know, sort of 
unspoken in that is like, well, if you know, if you really wanted to back that up, you could probably sign a contract extension right now. Yeah. Uh, but and from his perspective, he's probably thinking like, hey, Ward Manual, like if you want to clear this up, like you know, you can come back with an offer that that I'm going to sign on the spot and we'll be done with this. Right. So you know, they're both sides are kind of you know posturing a little bit to portray themselves in the position they want to be portrayed in, but. You know, look, we've got hours now until signing day. And there's some guys that have said they're going to sign no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Anthony from East Lansing, I talked to him and he basically said, you know, we had that conversation. I asked Jim Harbaugh. He said he plans to be here. That was good enough for me. So there's a bunch of guys who are in that boat. But there's also a bunch of guys who we don't know. Yep. And the ones that we don't know about aren't aren't talking right now for one thing. So uh, I have a feeling that when things start to fly on, on signing day, we're going to find out that there's a bunch of guys who sign, but there are going to be some guys who don't sign probably as a direct result of, of all of this uncertainty. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily with 24 seven us based live customer service from discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yeah, I want to talk about signing day a little bit later, but right now, I want want each of you to rank these five scenarios. (laughs) Most likely to least likely. Okay. Five. All you right, let's go. Five. I have to write right? this down. Let me get a pen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go ahead. You got it, Nick? Yeah, All go right. for it. Five scenarios. One, Harbaugh re-ups with minor staff changes. Okay. Right? So you're just kind of just lean into it and you're just going forward. Okay. Yeah. Harbaugh re-ups with a major overhaul. So yeah. Dom Brown's out. Most of the staff is out, right? Fundamental yeah. changes. You're talking culture changes, the whole deal. Number three. Harbaugh goes into year seven. Okay. Number four, Harbaugh takes a job in the NFL. Number five, Jim Harbaugh's fired. Okay. Or Harbaugh's fired is the last one. Well, um, the least likely I think would be re-up with, with minor changes. Like I feel like that okay. would be yeah. – pro- also, do you agree with that? That would probably be the yeah. least likely? That would be number five for me. Yeah. yeah. My, f- my four would probably – would probably be year seven. I really don't think anybody wants to do year seven at, on Michigan's end. I like so. I would put, I would actually put Harbaugh's fired. I think even above year seven. I don't think that mm. anybody wants wow. that to be year seven. I think that if that's the scenario, and if and I don't know that that'll happen. I'm not trying to say that, but if we're just ranking in terms of likelihood, I, I have not been told by anybody that that's a that's a desirable outcome. The, the year seven thing, and to me, that would also mean if you're dragging it, you know that far, then you really aren't concerned about a long-term solution either, which, you know, to, right now, guys, to, to Harbaugh's point on this, and this is part of the reason why this thing isn't done, and it's it's somewhat valid, um, bringing me back, like if I'm Jim Harbaugh, bringing me back at three or four or whatever years for less money with a really easy buyout, if this thing doesn't go well, you can just fire me next year anyway. Like that doesn't do anything. That doesn't give him anything to tell any kids that like, I'm for sure going to be here. That doesn't help you. Rec- I mean, that's everyone knows what that looks like. 
So that's not really. Yeah, but is there any chance of him just being a stubborn son of a bitch? And I mean, like, no, a... I'm not taking a pay cut, and I'm and I and I don't get offered an NFL job. I think and if suddenly he settled... it's late January, and it's well now. Well, I think you. I think that I would put removing him ahead of that because I don't think that they would let it get. I don't know though, but I don't think they would let right. it get that far out of off the tracks. I mean, you know, Ward Brennan. I don't think that. Sure. Uh, it's not been his preference to fire Jim ne- at all. It's been his yeah. preference to work with Jim the way Jim wants this to be done. I think that Ward has done, from what I've been told, and we haven't talked to Ward, and Ward hasn't talked to anybody. From what I've been told and what I've observed, Ward Manual has done all the things Jim Harbaugh has requested, and it's a large list, okay, of the th- of the of his preferences of how to negotiate. And so I would think that at some point, that's why I would put five would be minor change, four would be year seven. Three would be fired, and then I don't know. One and two, I can't tell. It's either he takes an NFL job or he comes back with major overhaul. That's the those are the two really that I think are going to happen here. One of the two, he's either back and accepts it, and under and comes to the understanding with Ward that he's wanted here and supported, or he comes to the conclusion that he's not really wanted or supported here, and he goes and tries to take an NFL job, and then it ends that way, or mutual parting, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, those, those are, are clearly the, two, the yeah. top two. Right. And I, I also think there's like a time scale on it. Yeah. Like if you'd asked me last week, I probably would have said he's back with major changes would be one and an NFL mm-hmm. would be two. Today, I might tell you they're about even money. Sure. And if you ask me that next week, I'd probably, and they still haven't done a deal, I'd probably put NFL at the top because I think the longer it goes, the more likely it is that they end up going their separate ways. But, yeah. but at the same time, so they're also kind of... In a similar scenario, in a very different way to when Harbaugh was originally hired, and it's the wait yeah, on the no, NFL yeah, yeah. schedule. There's what three weeks left? Yeah, in the NFL season. Yeah, you're looking early January. When it would so, be you know, this thing is just if here's a scenario like if Michigan doesn't feel like having to make the buyout, mm-hmm. right? And then go spend more money to buy out a Matt Campbell or whoever it may be. And now you're what, 15 million in the hole before you're even building your next staff. You know, if they want to sit and wait to see if the NFL, you know, an NFL team basically takes this problem off their hands, like if Ward and his, you know, kind of inner circle don't want Harbaugh back, well, then you have to sit there and basically with your hands tied together for that to play out. Right. Yeah. And I think that. Buyout money has been, you know, we're in a pandemic, obviously, they have, you know, they have a pretty big budget issue going on right now. And I think that they've been trying to be... Unless you're Auburn. Well, no yeah. I, it, there's no COVID, I, I, there's no money problem. I don't think this is going to be... I mean, it hasn't been the same... Cap- as we've seen, right? I mean, his buyout is not... It's not astronomical. It's not what anybody's, you know, what is it, six and a half? I think it's not. For, it's not toilet paper growing on no, those trees. No, no. <laughs> corner. That's that's money on those trees, man. Well, no yeah, they, they paid Gus twenty-two million dollars, and the boosters want his defensive coordinator. That sounds like some Game of Thrones shit, if you're asking me. But that's neither here nor there. That's a separate, another podcast. But no, I mean, I think that the, I think the budget thing has been probably a factor here as well. I think Harbaugh, as we've as we've reported. You know, he's owed $8 million next year. They don't want to pay him $8 million anymore. And I think I think part of the, the hang-up here has been, you know, him being like, I want I want what I have coming to me next year. I'm not just going to let, let that money go away. 
Uh, and, you know, I mean, who are we to sit here and say that's bullshit? I, you know, I mean, hey, if it's in the contract, I'll say like, that's I mean, bullshit. fair enough, right? I think but, it's bullshit. But that's yeah, the situation. Sure. That's, I think, part for, of it. For Mr. Accountability himself. Well, I don't know. Every, I don't know every, for sure. Everything's but I think Everything's earned. Right. Everything's earned and blah, blah, blah. Jim Harbaugh wants to sit there and say that he's earned an $8 million salary next year and a contract extension. He's out of his Yeah, I don't know money. if that's necessarily what's going on. <laughs> but no, I mean, to your point, I mean, I get it. I understand what you're saying. But. Uh, beyond that, I think what where this would have to stop would be to where you really couldn't let this thing drag forever. Would be Ward right. Manuel basically saying, look, I talk all the time about how the student athletes are the most important thing here. And at some point, this doesn't have to stop because so like Austin and I can stop worrying about writing about it. Like that's not our, although that would uh, be nice. It would be nice. <laughs> but like the media's the media's demand on a timeline never has any impact. It can't drag on because the players need to know what you're doing. Like, they need to know. They don't need to know you're, I'm committed, the same as a kid tells you he's committed and then signs somewhere else. Like, it's 2020, right? Like, we understand. Everyone knows how this stuff works. Mm-hmm. You're not shocking anybody. You know, and to all, like Austin said earlier, there are some kids that are going to sign anyway. And, you know, maybe there's some that are willing to take him at his word. Maybe there's some that don't care and say, I want to be at Michigan. I think that that's the case, too, with a couple kids. So... Uh, how many? I don't know. But like, you know, I think that that's also on the table. And I think the other thing to remember, too, with kids leaving um, is that we're about to enter a really weird time with the transfer portal. And mm-hmm. there's going to be a ton of roster movement. There would have been a ton of roster movement if Michigan was doing well right now this year. So I think that's a, a factor on the table. And I think right now, ultimately, Ward Manuel's focus is trying to get this thing figured out the best way he can, I guess, uh, long-term. And I, you know, that's where the really, the really challenging part comes in because, you know, if they sit down and hash it out and let's, let's, let's say that, I mean, let's say in theory, Jim says my plan is to keep going as, as is, like you said, Brendan, I don't think that's Mm -hmm. likely, but if you're Ward and that's the answer you get, it's probably time to be like, well, then I think that we need to uh, have a fresh start. That's the thing. If he doesn't sign anything and no NFL team makes an offer, then you're just now what, right? Yeah. So Austin, I have a question for you because, you know, you came in after um, Ward had been on the job already and you kind of came in and getting a read on on things at this place. And I'm curious, A, what your in, impressions are of Ward Manual and B, and I, I mean, as, a, as an athletic director, right, and as someone who has to kind of deal with this oversized personality, whatever you want to call it, um, and if I could give uh, Ward Manuel some truth serum, what are like two questions that you would ask him? <laughs> oh boy. Well, I have to say that I have to say that when I've interacted with with Ward, which mostly has been in like the you know the group settings, like the Zoom stuff, he he comes across like you know he has the ability. I think if he wanted to be like a guy who's you know a voice in college sports, like if he wanted to be out there. He could do it. Like he comes across as you know, a pretty thoughtful guy, mm-hmm. uh, somebody who has good ideas, somebody who you know, as a former player himself, has a you know has a perspective on on what the players go through. But he just doesn't seem to want. You know, he doesn't want to do that. Like that's not the kind of athletic director he is. And I you know I've covered all sorts of athletic directors. I've covered guys who really wanted to be out there in front and guys who really didn't. And, and Ward is one of those guys who who really does not. Um, you know, if, if I could sit in a, a room with Ward, I mean, the question really is, what do you really think of Jim Harbaugh right. as a coach? Yeah. Uh, because it seems like 
Ward Manuel has a, a high opinion of Jim Harbaugh, probably a higher opinion of Jim Harbaugh than a lot of Michigan fans do. Uh, but in some way, that is also Ward Manuel just doing his job, right? Like that's that's part of what an athletic director's job is to be publicly supportive of your coach up until that moment yeah. when you're not anymore right. and you have to make a change. And so the question would be, you know, and I think the follow-up question to that would be, Ward Manuel, what is your definition of success here for the mm. Michigan football program? Mm-hmm. Because this is the debate that happens with fans. Yeah. And you've got this segment of fans who is adamant that we should win Big Ten championships. We should compete with Ohio State. We should not accept anything less. And then you've got this other segment of fans that's like, you know, if if we're winning 10 games a year and we're beating the teams that we're supposed to beat and we're doing it the right way, the Michigan way, we're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to know where Ward Manuel falls in that. I got a feeling he's a little closer to the second one than the first one. Agreed. But I also have a feeling there's probably some things when Ward Manuel looks at the Michigan football program that he's not happy about. And maybe he's not going to say that publicly. Right. But I got to think if, if he was honest, it, you know, if he was really truthful about it, there's some things about the program and the way Jim Harbaugh's run the program that he just can't be too happy about. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with all. I mean, Ward was a football player. Ward Ward knows what a team looks like when it is sapped of all confidence and when it is sapped of all faith in whatever direction is happening in that moment. Uh, or at least, he, you know, I would think you know, he played on, you know, teams that didn't have to go through that. But as someone who played, you know, Ward knows athletes. I think Brendan Wright, I'm not speaking on a turn on mm-hmm. that. He knows how to read how, you know, people on the floor or the field or whatever, how those kids are sort of... That's part of, I think, maybe one of his stronger suits as an AD. I think that's partly why, maybe one of the better, you know, the bigger reasons why I think it seems like anyway, people like him a lot. He, you know, people trust him and people talk to him. He's not a very, you know, he doesn't talk a lot. But, you know, I think that he knows that Nothing about what's happening out there looks like it's okay. Harbaugh said as much. You know, we're in a ter- he said after the Wisconsin game, we're in a really bad place as a football team. I think that was what he said. And Jim yeah. knows the same thing. Like that's that's the thing is like when when you peel it all back, like I really do think Jim knows this is this is a problem. It's a bad deal. It's bad. It's a bad problem that needs to be fixed. There's a lot of things that need to be fixed. And the question ultimately that I would ask is. Do both of you truly believe that Jim has a plan to fix this? If you do, figure it out and sign him. If you don't, move on. But it's got to one way or the other. And that's how that's where I've landed on it. I mean, like if if they get together and they have a plan and they both believe in it, then you go with what you believe in. And you're the ones making the decision. And look, there's nobody on the back end there. And Brendan, you know this. There's nobody on top of Ward telling him what to do. He, they're just like, you deal with it, Ward, and you let us know when oh, you're done. Happily, like, yeah, yes. That's how it's this good. is that's, this is this is your that's sandwich. How Take it's a going. Bow. So like, I mean, that's part of a, that's a big part of the thing here too. And not that he's not you know being supported by people that are trying to give him you know all they can give him, but I mean it's a really tough spot. And I think that you know that to me is the is the whole thing. Do you do you believe still uh, that you know Jim Harbaugh is the person to lead you out of this? Um, you know, he got you into it. Is he the guy that can get you out of it? You know, and that's that's ultimately the deal. And then on Harbaugh's side, uh, his whole thing is going to come down to, as it always does, and people don't really ever pay enough attention to this. He, he Jim Harbaugh wants to be where he's wanted above everything else. 
all the bluster and everything else, if he doesn't feel like he's wanted or supported, and you can we can argue whether or not he should feel that way or doesn't, if he that's not the point. If he doesn't feel supported, then he's he's going to give him hell and he's going to drag his feet and he's not going to make this easy. If he does feel like they're in all on it, then he'll sign a, he'll sign whatever they put in front of him, and it could be for less money. I don't think he would care. I think the tension here is he doesn't think he's wanted, and now it becomes: Do you guys can you guys hash that out and repair that, or is it time to move on? And I think that's the that's the situation. So, Brendan, right. you you covered Ward Manuel in a basketball yeah. coaching search, and yeah. you know basketball and football they're kind of their own separate universes. But you know there is some overlap. Uh, Michigan, when John Beeline left, it's like correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like holy crap, they're screwed. Uh, <laughs> that's about right. They hired Juwan Howard, and it's like, uh, well, that's interesting. Don't know if it's going to work. And you know now a couple years into it, it's looking pretty good. Uh, what what do we take from how? Ward Manuel handled that basketball situation that that might be applicable to the situation he's got now with Jim Harbaugh. I'd say the short answer on that is that it was his call and no one else's. And he had, he asked a couple people's opinions um, and weighed it. But at the end of the day, he had in his mind what he was doing with that hiring. Um, Like a couple of things on Ward, you know, that's worth remembering. He's the, his father was a, military guy you know he played football under Bo Schembechler like he is the definition of no bullshit and he is student athlete driven I'd say in in his job um he is someone who is going to not succumb to any pressure or weight being thrown his way and at the end of the day any athletic director, whether you're at Michigan or whether you're at CMU, whatever, your primary job outside of like making sure the place is standing and your higher, your coaching positions are filled is fundraising and dealing with those who give you gobs of money. And at Michigan, you know, Ward has, has spent, years now trying to massage relationships and make sure that he is in the graces that he needs to be in. And when it comes to people being pissed about football or whatever the reaction from certain parties are to what's happening right now with Michigan football, you know, that's what, that's the voices that I want to hear. I want to know what Ward is hearing from people who cut large checks to that athletic department. Because end of the day, you know, yes, the constituents are the hundred thousand people that fill the stadium, but let's let's not act like the real constituents are a very select group of people. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not a wide and group. and that is what has to be the top priority um, for whoever is in that seat. Yeah, I mean, it's the health of the program, right? And it, all things have to be weighed. And it was said to me in no uncertain terms as it, had been, as it has been to many during this process back in like October or whatever it was. It feels like that now. I don't know how long ago. But like they're not, there are no, there are no what I would call ideal options here in this situation. I don't think Jim Harbaugh's done enough on his face to be just fired based on what, what we know about Michigan's expectations for the school. Uh, or for the program, because they're not Michigan's expectations. Like you just said, Brendan, it's a small circle. That circle's expectations are not insane. They're not crazy. We wrote that. They're not nuts. It's 
kind of what Austin said earlier about, you know, you, you compete for the Big Ten, you win a couple, you beat Ohio State once in a while. We're not asking you to do it every single year. We're not asking you to win the Big Ten every year, be in the playoff every year. We're asking you to do it sometimes. He's done it no times. So that becomes, now you're in a little bit more of a difficult pickle, right? So it's like you're in the middle of all that. And so in some some sense, maybe he hasn't done enough to be totally fired straight up on the spot, but maybe he has. And also on top of that, we're in the middle of a pandemic. There's a budget situation. It would cost a lot to completely start this thing over. It would also cost a lot, you know, in any in either way you do this thing, but it would also be require you to conduct a search in a pandemic, um, have a coach come in here in a pandemic, in a dead period. I assume it's still going to be that way in the winter, I would think, that he'd have to get the he'd have to get started you know, behind the eight ball, recruiting, you know, in a pandemic. I mean, selling his vision uh, on Zoom. I mean, it's not easy. So there's a lot of that that goes into it. And it's not as easy and cut and dry, I don't think, as people have have wanted to make it in their mind. And I can understand and appreciate their thought on that, too, because on the surface, it does seem like it's pretty cut and dry. Uh, But I think there is a lot of nuance to it. Uh, Not, not you know, not not to just exclude the fact that Jim and Ward played together and Jim Harbaugh is one of the best players ever played at Michigan. I think that that's part of this process too. And that's why Ward is taking that type of care. Cause I think Brandon, you would agree with me on this. That would be another trade I would say is that part uh, to add on to the th- thing you said about, he doesn't care about what other people say or think or whatever. Uh, he's going to take care of his people. Jim's one of his employees. Mm-hmm. That's how he sees it. He's going to, he's going to do what he can to make him comfortable in that situation as best he can and go about that negotiation uh, in that sense, you know. But ultimately, yeah, I mean, at some point, though, it becomes you're damaging the program if you let it go any further. And, I mean, you could argue maybe that's already gone. Yeah, I we, think one thing Ward Daniel's got to do is, you know, at some point he's got he's to do this on his timeline. You know, mm-hmm. you can't let it happen on Jim Harbaugh's yeah. timeline entirely. Right. Because there is that situation, Brendan, I think you brought it up, where, you know, Ward Manuel just kind of waits it out and – you know, sees if Jim Harbaugh gets an NFL job and it kind of takes a problem off your hands. Yeah. Um, the problem is if you let this go too long, if you're Ward Manuel, you get in a situation where you're screwed in terms of, mm-hmm. well, who do you hire? You right. know, if you let this go too long, then the coach you want to hire, whether that's Matt Campbell or somebody else, may not be on the market either because he signed an extension with the school he's at or he got hired somewhere else. So from Ward Manuel's perspective, if you're going to make a change, you kind of got to find out about it you know, sooner rather than later, because you don't want to get stuck in a place where you don't have good options out there on the market. Agreed. We, we can't get out of here without touching for a second on obviously my favorite topic, college football recruiting. Um, Austin, Austin, what is best case scenario tomorrow? What is worst case scenario tomorrow? So I'm going to say best case is that Michigan gets Xavier Worthy, the wide receiver who's picking Michigan or Alabama. They get Donovan Edwards, the running back. Can I give back. a guess on how that's going to go? You know, it, he might pick Michigan, my man. It's been weird. All right. Yeah. It has been weird, yeah. I mean, you think that, okay, he's committed to Michigan. He's visiting yeah. Alabama. Now he's, like, picking between two schools, even though he's still committed to one. Like It's weird. You know, I didn't give that a great shot, but it does seem like there's a chance that they'll get him. It seems like they've got a good shot with Donovan Edwards, the running back from West Bloomfield, uh, who they've been in on forever. So if they get those two and they get most of the guys that are committed. I mean, I think they're going to have a couple flips. I don't expect them to sign everybody, but if they get most of their class and they pick up those two that are deciding on signing day, then I think they'll be pretty happy with that. Yeah, I would agree. Worst case scenario. (laughs) Worst case scenario, they lose both Worthy and Edwards. Uh, The guys that are kind of on the fence all 
uh, all go elsewhere. Right. Or sign and they in February. Lose some, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it off, and they lose somebody that they don't expect to lose. Yeah, mm. I mean, I don't think they're going to lose JJ McCarthy. He's all in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, maybe there could be a guy in there who's who's undecided right now that we don't know about. A surprise on signing day that they lose. What time are you setting the alarm clock for? Is this the same as it, is this the same as it was in the old days though? I don't think that they like get rolling at six a.m. with the no fax idea. machines in the new in the new world of the early signing period. At least that's not <laughs> how it's been. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll I feel like I, I feel like last year. I remember like schools starting tweeting letters at like yeah, they probably six did. and seven a.m. and stuff. But it's so different now because they're like if a kid doesn't sign, he can still technically do it in February. And does that mean he's even committed anymore? And like it's not. It's not like the old days, man, where you could just like wake up at 5 a.m. and have that thing. All the faxes would be done by 7. And you're like, all right, sounds good. Let's do it. Even Ari, the 5 a.m. shift. (laughs) Ari, yeah, Ari can do it. (laughs) It's not like the old days, the old signing day before Twitter, as we've discussed on this show before. That was the true Wild West where you have no idea what the hell is going on. The glory days of live (laughs) blogging on MLive, Nick. No, no, before that even. But yeah, no, those were not the glory days. I wouldn't say that. (laughs) Writing capsules for the... uh, for the that would have been a Thursday. that would have been a five a.m. wake up for sure. I would say, yeah. Well, this was uh, this was fun, boys. I'm sure uh, more stuff is coming our way, and we'll have to uh, hop back on and do some more of these. I know I'm looking forward to it. Well, it's you came right back at the end, Brendan. For crying out loud, we should have had you come in here and uh, work the phones like a month ago. <laughs> work the work the phones. <laughs> get 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 down to it. What's going on here? Well, I'm back. Here go. I am. So, a lot, lot more of this coming your way. Nick, thank you yes, for your time. Austin, thank you for your time. And to everyone out there, make sure you are subscribed to The Athletic. Make sure you leave us a review of this podcast in the iTunes store. And, of course, uh, more now than ever, holiday season in a pandemic. If you're not supporting your bartenders and servers and local restaurants, what are you doing? Ah.